Hello and welcome to Freelance. Hello. <laughs> fourth word in. Fourth word into the podcast. It's going to be a good hour. Hello, welcome to Freelance and Fucked. I am Freelance. And I'm fucked. <laughs> That's our I finger. actually quite like that as the intro, you know. It's quite good. Yeah, uh, I mean, how would you summarise this, this podcast? I mean, we thought, personally, there's not enough white men making podcasts, yeah. so we, we thought we'd go straight out there. Big time, you know. Um, so we're actually going to try and break down boundaries and smash the glass ceiling, okay? Yeah. Smash it with us. No, you can't, we can't say this. This is an insane <laughs> way to start something. I'm Joe, this is George, and we used to work together. Um, we've got many stories from our past. <laughs> <laughs> we we go way back. And uh, yeah, we decided to, you know, make a podcast. We both recently went freelance and we're just going to see see what happens, see if we can survive. Yeah, basically, if this is total shit, don't hate us, I suppose, is the message. Uh, yeah. We're just a couple of guys, a couple of freelancers. Yeah, sure, we're fucked, but we're trying to look crazy. A couple okay. of goofy guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about freelance, talk about agency life, talking about corporate world, talk about fucking LinkedIn, mate. Oh. And we're going to see how we go. And if after three episodes we decide that shit, we're going to get all this gear on Marketplace. <laughs> yes. Get it sold, motherfucker. No, I can't say that. I can't swear that much. That's ridiculous. Right. So, shall we do a little bit about who we are? Yeah. Okay. Because because I'm you? sat in a chair where I feel like the therapist. <laughs> so I lie down. On the... <laughs> yeah, you lie down on the settee, and I'm gonna just quiz you, Joe. Talk to me about. Talk to me about your career so far. Oh, oh in full. Actually, quick side note: What was your first ever job? I. <laughs> my... <laughs> yeah, my first job. Uh, I got. Um, all these little leaflets from a chip shop. Nice. And I <laughs> delivered like 50 of them. And then I was like, this, this takes so long. And I just kept the rest in my room. <laughs> you what, you're, a, you're a chip shop leafleter. Yeah, I was a leaflet man. See, the, the, the people in the business who knew what they were doing, they sort of bundled the things together that were going to give out and post. I just had one leaflet, so I wasn't making a lot of money. But eventually, I was promoted to a uh, chip man. What you was on the uh, fryers? Not on the fryers. I, I, I. There was big bags of potatoes <laughs> that I had to like reach up and put into a big barrel, and it cut them up. Oh wow! So I thought it was really strong. Fucking yeah. hell, that's exotic. It's how I got these muscles, you know, like, <laughs> from an early age, just been lifting, uh, lifting the cages. <laughs> Did you ever do a trial shift? Do you remember trial shifts for places? I don't know if they do them anymore. No, I don't know. I, don't I remember think so. I, I knew people who did. I think I did a trial. Where did I do a trial shift? Can't remember. But like basically business places like Argos, Boots, uh, Toys R Us, they'd get people to do a trial shift. And then it was like a little competition. Maybe you'll get to apply for the job. I think it was free labor. Anyway, we've got yeah. sidetracked. Tell me about how you got to where you're at today, Joe. Tell me about your corporate journey. It involves a lot of quitting, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, but yeah, I've sort of been, I've been treating it like dating, where I feel like you've got to kiss a lot of frogs. I, nice. I still don't know if I'm the frog yet, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll work that out. I managed to like work my way into quite a few kind of high level apprenticeships by just pure bullshit. And yeah, that's how I landed two IT apprenticeships with like quite big companies. So yeah, they, they didn't end well. And then I uh, I decided to switch it up and went into social, which is where I met you. And so where we met and it was a fruitful relationship from there on in, wasn't it? But what are you doing today? Because people don't know what the F you're doing. What are you doing? In November, I went freelance. So I'm currently just trying to find 
jobs and bits and bobs uh, to to pay the bills. And in my spare time, I'll talk to you, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it seems really formal now. Mm, I'm saying it. it. So, I, I mean, let, let's flip it back on yourself. Okay. What was your first job? And I, <laughs> I think I might have heard this one. My first job, I worked for um, uh, John Lewis uh, and I uh, sold beds. <laughs> <laughs> not the store just a man yeah yeah just a man <laughs> called john so i worked for john lewis and i sold beds and i was like a kind of spotty 17 year old and then people come in and say oh i'm looking for a double bed and i'm i'll be like uh let me talk to you about springs <laughs> and i talked to him about springs or foam or memory foam uh and so yeah uh but it was good man it was part-time job anyway went to uni did all that shit i tried to be a recruiter for a bit which was a disaster um I hate that job. I didn't get sacked, but I was uh I was welcomed towards the door <laughs> quite quite eagerly. And then uh I tried to do radio for a bit and I often say the problem was I sound like this. <laughs> so that didn't work. And then I was like, fuck it, I need to get a job. I was unemployed for a while. I was down in the dumps. Um, and then I got a uh, job at the business where I met you, Joe. Uh, and I came into, I came in one day, came in for my interview, and I put on. <laughs> this is so sad. I put on, a, uh, I think a shirt, and I'd like done it to the top button, and I like came in with my little like smart shoes on. And then uh, Joe was actually the first person I ever met at this business, and he was opening the door with the chocolate bar hanging out of his mouth. He was like, "Oh yeah, do you want to come in?" And immediately took me into a meeting where they were holding a creative session. So I was going in for an interview or something, and I was like in my little smart shirt that I'm like ironed the night. Little before. blazer on as well, didn't you? <laughs> it wasn't a blazer. It was my smart jacket. It wasn't a blazer. I want that noted down on the records. But I got my smart jacket on and my smart shoes. And he flipping put me in a meeting. And then I think I, I can't remember. I think I, I, th- I don't know what I said. I said something. No, you, I can't remember. What did you say? I, think I, I brought you in funny. and I was like, you know what would be funny? I just put him in this <laughs> really important meeting. Like off the get-go. I thought, you know, this is a good way to see if you're ready. Oh, and um, I mean, now you work creative, so I must have done it. But what did you say? You, you made some sort of joke. Mm. And it was like, oh, I wish I, can't I knew. Remember. It was like there was a it was a saying as you left. Oh, you was it like, was it cool? Did I say something it, cool? It was like you tried to be cool. But it didn't no, really, it didn't really land. It was like, a, <laughs> you know, uh, it was like, oh, was it? God. Anyway, sums it all up. Tried <laughs> to be cool and it didn't land. But anyway, fortunately, got the job. So then, I did a social uh, coordinator for a bit. Then I was a social media manager, and then. I my the bit I enjoyed the most was the creative, and then I ended up getting into creative, and then a few, couple of jobs later, uh, left to go freelance, and this is where we found ourselves today. Can but, I just pull it back a little bit? You may. I want to bring it back to your recruitment job because I think yeah. it could be like a record in the fact that you had <laughs> yeah. more sackings than recruitment. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah, no. So I I was there for I think six maybe nine months i think six months and i got one person a job which i think was like a record low for the <laughs> business without having been sacked and then i effectively less lost myself a job so i like evened out the books <laughs> net zero. and in fact it said it all that when i said to the boss 
I like went in one morning and just decided like I can't do this. We were like on the phone all day, like just cold calling people, trying like about IT. And I was like making jokes to these fucking developers, being like, oh, you know about that, don't you, buddy? And they'd be like, Yeah. And I'll be thinking, I've got no idea what I'm talking about. And I said to the boss, uh, yeah, I'm like, I need to speak to you. Like, I think I've decided that this this isn't for me. And I'm really sorry. And he said, Yep, yeah, no worries, you can get your bag now. And I literally walked out the door within about 10 minutes of getting into the office. So that's how that's how little they were concerned about my impact on the wider business through going. So, that's yeah, impressive. man. I, I, I think fair play to recruiters. It's a really tough gig. But no, thank you. I don't want to be a recruiter. Yeah, I feel the same with the... With the IT stuff, I guess. Um, so was you doing coding? They, yeah. The, th- the problem that I had was that I wasn't honest. So I always was like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, I'm really interested in that. I, I think I said it once, right? I think mm. I said, yeah, I'd love to learn a bit more of this because like, I've got to, it's a job, right? To do something in coding or whatever. And then they kept bringing it up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, we should really get you on this course. I was like, oh, I don't know. So I just sort of really, really winged that for a while. Um, I was on like a two-year apprenticeship mm. and then I actually stopped, right? And in this gap, I was like, I'm going to work for myself. So I bought a load of stuff off like some wholesaler site oh, and wow. I started going down to car boots <laughs> selling like anything. It was oh, like the most God. random shit ever. I was so fed up. I was like, I'm just going to try and do something to earn money for a bit. And I think I, I did that. Which was ridiculous. Just didn't make any money whatsoever. She like Dale Boy. Yeah, I was trying to do anything <laughs> I could, and then I decided to learn how to fix phones. So in the gap between the two IT jobs, I was fixing phones. Got to the point where I was like, I was I was good at fixing phones, but you get the odd iPad come in and it would break, and you'd be like, fuck. So it wasn't very good, like profit wise, and I wasn't even doing the calculations. So I was like, uh, I need a job again. So I asked them if they'd have me back, and I'm like, nah. And then I went for another. Uh, another IT one and I managed to get that as well and it was like a really competitive application but again I just bullshit my way through it <laughs> it just happened to there was there was three candidates chosen out of like a thousand or something Shit. and it happened to be one of them and I was like here I am again there's but a bit yeah. of a theme on both sides potentially <laughs> of getting into the wrong job and also bullshitting <laughs> yeah. is is bullshit Right, I sometimes think, and what do you think about this? That half the battle we like getting jobs or like doing well at work is being out of bullshit. Yes, I would say so. I think like I think some people can get jobs easier because of that, right? But it um, it's a, I don't know. I think in the long run, it's probably better if you're honest, right? Because unless you're happy with doing something that you don't really like, mm. I think in the long run, I've paid for it because I've I've, I've bullshit for so long. And then I've had to just completely switch because it's not what I ever wanted. I think it's better to just be like, okay, what are you good at? What do you like? And and go from there, really. Here's the thing then, because what you're doing now from what you started on the uh, putting the potatoes in the uh, in the chipper, it's very far away from that. So how, I mean, how do you find what you want to do? How did you end up doing what you're doing now? Was it just through, I'm interested in this, so let's give that a go? Did you know that's what you wanted to do eventually? Or is it like purely you've fallen your way into it? Yeah, I don't think anyone really knows what they want to do. And, you know, they try and make you decide at school school and that. But 
No, I think you just have to try things and then see what's like kind of makes you the least miserable. Mm. Uh, and then if you can go from that, and if you, I think you, I think you can eventually find somewhere that like Mondays aren't shit. Obviously, we're in a bit of a privileged position where where we can sort of choose. Not everyone can choose, right? But I think um, if you can try and like mold it to something that you, maybe you can relate it to a hobby or anything like that, or something that you can just get really stuck into then it's the best thing to do. And don't worry about like climbing the ladder initially. initially. Just make sure you're on the right one first mm. and then go for it. And yeah, just try not to worry about like, obviously once bills are going up and everything, but once you've got the sort of level that you're happy with and satisfied with, don't go trying to chase the books because you're just going to end up miserable, in my opinion anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you, you'll just get to a standard of living where you've still got the same disposable income and you're probably more miserable because you've got less hours. I do think it's it's really hard as well because of like what you like what you learn at school and like maybe you go to university or college or whatever and learn different things. You might have an interest, oh, I want to get into marketing or I know people do this or whatever. But when you're younger, you just don't know about what jobs are or like what jobs are even out there. Like if you think about you know, when you work for agencies or even what you're doing now, the kind of all the different roles that either you do or like you've worked with people who do these roles until you just get a job and then you're exposed to these things. You're never going to you're never going to know what an account manager is. Mm. You're never going to know what like salespeople actually really do or like all the different jobs in creative and social and like production and stuff. You just don't know. So I think like you've got to get a job and then realize, oh, actually, I don't like doing this, but this other department, they, you know, I like what the designers are doing. I like what this is doing. I, I, I feel like there should be more done for like younger people to get exposed to. Here's actually what jobs are. You yeah. know what I mean? Here's what you could do. Yeah. I think it changed a lot. Like when, when I was at school, like social media wasn't really a job mm. opportunity. And I think now, you know, it very much is and everyone can get into it and stuff like that. But um, even then I was trying to get into like media or mm. like, I don't know, something like that, videography or whatever. But then they were like, it's just TV. So it's really, really hard to get job opportunities. But I feel like, you know, if you change the narrative and rather go with something safe, like you should always, you can, like Jim Carrey says, right? You can always fail at something you don't like. So you may as well draw something you do. And uh, shout out my brother, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Joe, talk to me about freelancing then. So when you go freelance, November? Yeah. How's it been? Um. Yeah, it's been good. I, I had to like, I didn't have a load of savings going into it because I just ended mm. up getting fed up with my old job. I was working in the evenings to a point where I could, I could make the switch and I was earning this enough money to pay the bills, and so that's what I did. Um, there, there was a slight risk of like if I lost a client, it'd be a bit like, ooh, yeah, ooh, a bit fucked. But mm. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's what you gotta do. Wouldn't recommend it. Um, but yeah, I ended up. Uh, I would, you know, I do. I've got like two clients. I haven't really marketed myself yet. I feel like I could go after like bigger clients or. Um, businesses and stuff like that, I maybe charge more, but I was just, it was just sort of rolling and consistent, and I haven't really had the time to put into it. But it's, uh, yeah, it's good. I just like being able to, I feel like when you're um, freelance, you could just, like, if you have to work past five, for example, it doesn't feel like, fuck, it's almost six o'clock or whatever, and you, oh, I'm losing this time, or you can roll out of bed a bit later or, mm. or, or anything like that. It just feels like it's less time specific than the nine to five. And you, you almost feel like you're in a battle with your free time in a nine to five. Did you, when you like started um, 
you know, in the kind of industry that you're now in? Like, did you always think when you was working for companies, at some point, I want to work for myself? Yeah, I mean, I was doing the YouTube stuff for a bit mm. and I was like, maybe that could be a route. But I wasn't, I, w- I didn't really consider going freelance until probably last year when I actually started to like get some like little edit jobs and stuff like that and realize, oh, well, if I can make enough to pay the bills and yeah, it just I just sort of stumbled across it, I think. Mm. I can't remember like an exact time. But I, I think it was as I was starting to sort of fall out of love with my previous job, I was like starting to see it more and more as a possibility. It was just weighing up the risk for me. Do you think, because it seems like at the moment, I don't know if it's just like um, you can kind of like um, think that the people who in your network, if you will, is everybody. But it seems like more and more people are actually like turning their back on normal nine to five, considering freelance, doing something else. Do you reckon? Maybe that is just like people we know or whatever. Or do you reckon there is actually a bit of a bit of a change now? Do you think people are going, I don't want to be sat in an office five days a week? I don't know. I feel like, you know, with the pandemic and everything, maybe there was a shift with people like now realizing that you don't have to be in the office all the time. And, you know, before it was like, oh, we're going to let you come into the office or work from home one day a week, maybe, or like this, that and the other but it was always like you had to be in the office and there was no nothing else about it. Mm. It took that sort of forced change for people to realise why. Why do we need to be in it? Um, it just makes things loads easier. I think the whole idea of everybody commuting at the same time just is just ridiculous. Mm. Like every night, like nine o'clock, five o'clock, every single weekday, the roads are just packed. It just doesn't really make sense because you can lose a load of hours just in traffic. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like the whole that whole thing with the work from home might have shifted some things and i i don't know about the freelance stuff like i'm hearing more people do it and i think maybe it is just becoming more mm. more popular because i don't know maybe maybe people on tiktok are talking about it or yeah something. that's the thing isn't no. it? more people start talking about it more but I don't, I don't know it feels like there are people um i don't know i, f- I, I feel like there is a bit of a move away just because i don't know you've seen like a lot of stuff about this like quiet quitting. What does quiet quitting even mean? Do you know? So my understanding is quiet quitting is effectively, which is kind of an insane principle when you think about it. Quiet quitting is only doing what you're contracted to do, (laughs) which seems mad. But I think the whole idea is, so like you will turn your laptop on at nine o'clock on the dot. You'll turn it off at five o'clock on the dot. You won't do anything outside your... um, job description uh you know you, you th- that's what it is i'll do this that, and the other and then so the argument is that you could be seen as not you know not pushing yourself not yeah, going you don't want to progress. so at some point you kind of fade out and then you go but i mean i can see two sides to this and you see like definitely on like tiktok and on linkedin and stuff there's like a real argument either side one is that Surely that's what everybody should be doing. That's your job description. If you're doing above your job description, you either need a change or you need a promotion or whatever. But then the other argument is you've got to you've got to like push yourself, haven't you? And like people get ahead when they they put more effort in. Yeah, but I think I think it, for me, right, the problems with the terminology calling it quiet quitting, mm. right, because I think that just shows you the expectations of businesses is for people to always do more than they're asked and like more than they're contracted to do. And I think that's that's the thing where, and I think a lot of people are starting to realise that 
you know they don't owe anything to their employer yeah like before it's this and you get it at a lot of places where it's like oh you're so lucky to be you but i think with again with covid and redundancies and this that and the other we're finding that people can be let off like at any point and nothing's safe and maybe that's why more people are going freelance as well right but yeah i i, I just think it's a really weird way of saying it because I think you need to normalize the fact that people can be content in the job role they're in yeah. and not want to progress mm. and they can be happy and like want their free time. Not everyone wants to be promoted. Not everyone wants to go to like be sat in the CEO seat in five years, right? Some people are just like, cool, I'm happy here. Mm. I'm doing my job. I, I love it. I don't want more stress. I don't see why that's a bad thing. Yeah. I know companies won't will want people that are going to keep pushing, but you know, and there's people that aren't going to do that as well and there's always gonna, surely there's always going to be both types of people yeah. right and then that's fine but i think the there the definitely is a perception that if you're not someone who's like well so and so's been working till six o'clock this week but the you know that's them versus this other person yeah. there's an expectation everybody should be doing that but like you say yeah the people who push themselves or do extra or whatever they're probably going to get the promotion or whatever but actually just doing what you're contracted to do or what your job description says that's fine. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, put it into a different scenario, right? If you had a contract with someone mm. and they carried out the tasks or the or whatever was agreed on that contract and then you went to them, you've only done what was on the contract. You'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, just, yeah. What, yeah. what do you what do you want from me? If you wanted more, mm. put more on a piece of paper. You know what? Actually, I think that's a I think that's a really interesting point with regards to freelance because when like when you get contracted with something as a freelancer, there is a very specific uh, specific. This is what your job is, or this is what's required, and this is what the deliverables are. Yeah. And it does definitely help to, you know. And, and I suppose this is the freedom you get as being a freelancer as well. You can say no to stuff, whereas when you when you're working for a business. You know, people say about there's like a big trend now for saying like setting boundaries at work and stuff. But I would say arguably when you're working for a business, you haven't really got that much choice. Nah. If they're saying this is coming your way, you kind of got to do yeah. it really. But as a freelancer, you can say no or you can say these are the service, services that I provide. And if people say, oh, do you do this? I don't do that. Yeah. And also it's it's less based on like, I feel like when you're employed, it's based on how much can you squeeze within those hours between yeah. nine and five. Whereas it's it's more like here's a list, here's what it all costs. Yeah. Pretty much. And you can quantify it in days and stuff, but it's based on those items, right? It's interesting, but I do think uh TikTok mentioning that is like is definitely accelerating or changing conversations around stuff because stuff blows up about people being like you know like changing their opinions on work or like going freelance or whatever like and you see a lot of like a bit of a trend around it like the four day week thing they've just um there's just been all the research from that saying that it was a success and a lot of the businesses are staying with the four day week so it's interesting isn't it after covid or at least from before covid like you know we worked in an office five days a week whereas now obviously gone freelance but if you were working for a business they said you've got to come in five days a week I'd, i think you'd be sick in your own mouth <laughs> yeah 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 no chance you want me to come in the office five days a week yeah. no but i think that's it now like it's it's the pressure of knowing that other businesses are allowing this and it's just the norms have changed it's all switched i feel like a we need to come up with a jingle yeah but B, the world of freelance, world of this sort of social industry, 
Joe, there's a big elephant in the room, baby. And its name is your friend and mine, LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to have a chat about LinkedIn. Because LinkedIn, uh, oh my God, it's become like a real cultural uh, cultural icon for this generation or something. Yeah, it's changed. Um, talk to me about LinkedIn, baby. Yeah, it's changed a lot. It's like, uh, it's like it's, I find it kind of like Benjamin Button, right? It used to be this really sort of old professional network. Like Especially yeah. when I worked in IT, it was like, like no one was trying at all. It was yeah. just like, hello there, I have got a promotion. <laughs> good day that's it right <laughs> that's absolutely it and now it's like here are five reasons why you're not progressing in life number one you don't wake up at 5 a.m number two and it's like all this shit with like a hawk and like yeah. fucking space yeah. so you got over the yeah. thing like fucking hell oh and everything's the same you know the, uh, sorry let me roll you know what the worst thing is the worst thing is right some advertisement happens I don't know, Nike did a collab with Tiffany. Yeah. The only place I saw that was on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Literally the only place I saw it. And it was every single post. Have you seen this collab with Nike and Tiffany? Yes, I saw it on the last fucking five <laughs> posts. Why? Why are you sharing this? You're not... If you're not the first one to share on LinkedIn, there's yeah. just no point. Like, guys, I know it's two days later, but let's talk about that one. But what I don't get about that is, and that is a perfect example because it was recent, someone will share it, and then that will like go viral or whatever the fuck you call it on LinkedIn. That will get loads of uh, engagement. And then obviously everybody's seen that. So somebody else will do the exact same post. Oh my God, look at, I just love the branding, the colors. It's so, it's so clever. God, guys, take note. Agree. Somebody else will do the same thing again. And so, and But then all of those people are like commenting on the other posts. That's the same thing. <laughs> It's like being at a like a party or something, or being at work, and somebody cracks a joke, and then somebody else will go make the same joke to someone else. But the person who made the joke originally is going, <laughs> "Yeah, that's great." What the fuck is going on? I hate it. I really don't know. But do I do I do we hate it? I don't know. I kind of I hate it. I kind of <laughs> love it, but then I also hate it. It's just it's just become like so void of originality is incredible and and you just there's like a format now and yeah. the format is so clear to see it'll be like a selfie maybe they're crying maybe they're in a gym mirror or maybe they're like i don't know at home or something they're doing something making a cup of tea and they're like i don't know <laughs> it's just be like it'll be a hook at the start and it'll be like <laughs> i've had a bad day dot 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 or like um i'm quitting yeah the next line will be I don't know, uh, waking up at 9am or just yeah, some weird yeah. shit that just... I'm quitting, not pulling myself first. <laughs> yeah. And th- I'll tell you what else is the other thing. And at some point, we're going to have to get onto the uh, the final boss of LinkedIn <laughs> with his own little fucking podcast. But uh, but he's, he's like, there seems to be a real... Uh, like a, For a bit, it was like hustle culture or whatever. But there seems to be like a real trend of like pushing this kind of mentality in this lifestyle which i don't actually think is good like it's all about like be selfish put yourself first but then it's also kind of framed in this like positive sense of like you know you've got to make decisions that are right for you and you've got to do you know you've got to do this i kind of get that yeah but like what if you've got kids <laughs> yeah. what if you've got friends or family or employees or this something either? you can't always be selfish right yeah you can't just i'm gonna put myself first yeah. Fuck you, kid. I'm not taking you to school. I think, like, I think it's, I think, whatever, right? If you want to give the, the, that sort of advice and, and, you know, fine, fair enough. 
but it's always it's always this like self ass licking vibe to it, whatever you're posting whether the, whether it's advice you know you're trying to give out saying here's where you should do this it's always like you should do this because I do it and yeah. look how great I am. Yeah. So that's just always the but, angle it's gone with. Even if it's great advice, you know, here's why you should wake up at 5am because I've done it and now I'm a better lover. Oh, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... Um, there's another one as well at the moment where people like will post like a, like results of something that they've done. It's like the humble brag, but it'll be like, or the one that keeps seeing at the moment is someone will post up a screenshot of an email or a message they've received that's like, um, and they've blanked out the name. They've always like scribbled over the name or the profile picture. And it'll be like, hi, so-and-so, just want to say your course was absolutely amazing. Like it's really changed my outlook on business. And they'll put it up and be like, God, yeah, you know, when you get messages like this, it just makes it all worthwhile. <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. Oh, God, it's just an email from themselves. Why, <laughs> why are people talking on LinkedIn unlike that, that nobody sounds like that nobody no no you've done a very good video on this but nobody actually speaks like that in real life why why are we talking like that why what this <laughs> say it say it loud nobody fucking has a conversation like this ever wait is it i'm i'm gonna pull up i'm gonna go on linkedin and i'm gonna just see what one of the first say three posts are okay and i'll go through and just see what i've got it's <laughs> you it's you it's you with the E.T. <laughs> <laughs> see, now that's the kind of shit you want to see, baby. Oh, my God. Uh, right, so the first one that isn't you, the next one's you as well. Uh, you're obviously the only person <laughs> engaged with. I've got too much time on my hands. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and Dilda. <laughs> <laughs> that was good stuff, man. Okay, all right. Social media, hot take. If, if the majority of your brand's content is UGC trend content, your social team has not taken the time to think about what your brand represents through content. Trends can still create a viral moment, but it will not be build loyalty. I mean, that's actually facts, to be honest. I'm trying to dig <laughs> into really good. Can that's, you send me that? That's actually, that's actually just spitting bars. Is that such a solid advice? I've, um, I think one of us shared this in a, in a chat the other day, but <clears throat> this was off the back of the... Um, this was off the back of the uh, Jake Paul Tommy Fury fight, yeah. so I'll try and read this. Uh, how I'm uh, how I'm imagining this guy actually talks. The most interesting thing you'll see about Jake Paul today has absolutely nothing to do with boxing or Tommy Fury. It's the fact that he refers to himself not as a YouTuber, creator, or even a boxer. It's that he refers to himself as a founder. Wow. We are experiencing a huge shift in youth culture with young people caring about entrepreneurship and it being aspirational more than ever before. <laughs> For one of the biggest internet celebrities in the world to refer to himself as an entrepreneur first is a fascinating insight into how people want to be seen in 2023 and beyond. <laughs> After seeing the influence his brother Logan has had on young people with his prime drink, the influence that his bio will have on young people isn't <laughs> to be ignored. But what... I why <laughs> I think I'm a founder first, YouTuber second, probably entertainer third. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. There's so much of it is just the office. Is just shit that's been going on for years and years. It's just now it's on fucking LinkedIn. And I, I wonder if at some point we'll look back on all this and just think, oh my god, what were people thinking? But in the meantime, it's like people have got no self like awareness at all, at all, none. No, I think or are we just haters? 
Maybe. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think do we hate are. it. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, maybe we'll just motivate them further. But I think it's just, it, it infuriates me when I just look on LinkedIn. I don't know why I do it, but I still do it sometimes. It makes me angry, and man. Just everything's a just weird take or the same thing. I think it's, there's no real advertisements out at this point in time, which is great. But usually I'll see the same fucking billboard like 20 times as I'm scrolling oh, yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, just, I mean, come on, man. Like, or oh, look what we're doing. We've given our employees one day off a year for well-being, but it has to be on this particular day. doesn't yeah. matter if they're feeling well on that day and <laughs> not on another day, but yeah, well-being. I actually saw one the other day where it was like, um, yeah, we, we, we let our staff take uh, two hours out today for, for well-being. And um, we went to this thing and we learned about how to come up. Then it ended up being a creative session for clients. So they didn't, it was still work, <laughs> but they just were like, this is for actually mental health. Yeah. But yeah. I think there's a lot of that. There's, there's, there's one person we haven't mentioned who I think is, is literally the elephant in the room. The main man himself, Mr. SB, Mr. Bartlett, Big Steve. He's everywhere. He's the current final boss battle of LinkedIn. What do you think? Love him? Hate him? Don't care. He's just a bit annoying, isn't he? Actually, this is a time for, for us to talk about our sponsor. It's actually Huel. <laughs> this is my favourite flavour. Um, yeah, it's actually, I just, just neck it. Um, I actually listen to his podcast. I, I, when I used to commute, I'd listen to his podcast because the guests are interesting, right? But <laughs> one thing is, it would always be very like, uh, what's the, it's like self-promoting and stuff. It's like, yeah, so at my business, we actually really uh, do all this stuff for our employees and stuff. And like, as far as I'm aware, Social Chain wasn't a huge success and their employees weren't treated amazingly, allegedly. But you know what I mean? It's an interesting one. But yeah, it would always... Uh, I think he's decent at like at what he does. But I do I do like sort of when uh, people take the mic out of his, his podcast because he's just there and he goes... It's like, tell me about your childhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then and it was, someone will say something really good. Okay. Why? <laughs> but it is good because he lets them talk, but I love yeah, 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 <laughs> it. It's just yeah. crazy. He, he definitely goes for the tearjerker, right? Yeah. He definitely goes for the question that's going to make people cry. The thing that gets me about old Steve on uh, LinkedIn is the posts where he's quoted himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, have you ever seen uh, on the office, the US office, where he, he starts up his own paper company, you know, the Michael the Michael Scott paper company, and on the on the on the whiteboard behind him it says, uh, "You miss all of the shots you don't take." Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> it's like he's quoted a quote. It's fucking see. Just reminded me of that. Oh man, he he just preached some good stuff, but and I'm he 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 obviously doesn't run his own socials, right? So. In a way, he can't be uh, blamed for it. But then he's, it's still him. It's still his personal brands. Let's not forget personal brands. But um, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't be so negative. But <laughs> he, uh, he really, there's something about him. <laughs> Just gets right on my tits. But uh, God bless him. So this is one of the tweets he shared recently. It's a lesson, not a loss. It's hard to believe in the moment, but the worst things that happen in your life, is, if accepted, often end up being responsible for the best things that happen in your life. Tough times teach. I'm sorry that your child got ran over, but it will be the best thing that <laughs> ever happened lesson. to you. <laughs> it's a lesson. Don't let him out of the house. Yeah, there's a lot of like empty platitudes. And I also think that um, 
like now everybody is an expert and Steve's a big uh, he's a big proponent of this but everyone's an expert but then it they're like unqualified experts like what what is it that justifies somebody actually being an expert like even him yeah he's done really well of course he has he's you know you can't knock any of that but why is he suddenly now like a lifestyle guru what where has that come about from if he wants to say oh this is how I grew my business or this is what I did or this that and the other but so much of it is now tied into like mentality and like this is how you should live your life and this that and the other of course it is all kind of in the same umbrella but at the same time like stuff like that it's it's a lesson not a loss I kind of think, yeah, but why are you telling people this? <laughs> I think, if anything, he's like, uh, he's just good at sort of marketing himself. And it's perfect for the platform that LinkedIn is because there's going to be people that just absolutely lick his ass. And I think that's that's what he caters towards. Um, I mean, I think you just have to look at the comment section. And I think you've, you've had some, <laughs> you've, you've come across some comments on your own posts where they are clearly jokes. Yeah. And and they will just be like, yeah, actually, I don't think you should be doing that. And it's just like clearly, I can't remember what the specifics were, but yeah, people I did take things that. so seriously and, I, I, and will argue of, anything. A big one with old Steve is that on his comments, because he's like, him and uh, old Gary V are probably like, you know, the big, um, kind of like two of the big LinkedIn influencers or whatever the yeah. you want to call it. You get like all these other like kind of smaller business people commenting on posts just because i i I feel my view on it is that they feel like they're going i'm just we're we're just the same aren't we steve me and you we're just two great buds we're just two great business people and yeah totally agree with this and and i also think this is almost like people trying to like be successful by just standing next to the the successful person which you can't knock them for but then you do knock the camera you do (laughs) You do, like, there is this sense of just like, yeah, that's great. And I also have this to say. Everybody should listen to what I have to say as well. And then the next person is, yeah, that's great as well. And I also think this. Fuck off. Yeah. I think the the one example I would have is there's a, there's a founder of an agency. I think he's like in Manchester or something. And um, it's about stealing content, right? I think that's another big issue with LinkedIn. There's never any credit and it's always stolen from what I can see, whether it's a meme and there's people that are just in a high position that just post stolen memes constantly and stolen takes and this, that, and the other. And they're like, oh my God, what a great take. What a great meme. But there's one where it's like um, their employee made this video and it's like something they did on the side to like raise money for charity or something like that and made this incredible video. And it was like an advert, you know, like you see like John Lewis Christmas adverts. It was like that whole vibe and it was like really emotional, really hard hitting. Um, I looked and like their employee had posted it on LinkedIn, but they'd they'd ripped it and posted it separately. So it's, it's harder to do than to share just because it would get more reach and it would go directly to them. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just yeah. right at the bottom is a little tag. Well done, this person. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, right, come on. He's done all that work and you've just ripped it. There's a great... Um... Oh, it's the same one that did that the ice cream van one, by the way. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a great... Um guy on linkedin dave harland who goes by the word man who's like a copyright but does really funny posts and he does these this really great series of posts where like he gets like the scammers on linkedin who will like try and flog him bitcoin or whatever yeah 
and he'll like he, he'll post up all of like the uh, the messages back and forth, and he just tells them some like ridiculous story about how he's like trapped in a Thai prison somewhere because he was like trying to sell something. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Anyway, definitely recommend going have a look at his page. But he has also got a, um, a thing he does where on posts where people do that and they'll put up a video and they won't credit whoever it is. He always says. Like, oh, I love this post. Could you please uh, reference the videographer? And then he'll have like a ridiculous name. And it, like the other one he did the other day was, oh, I really love this post. Great, great thinking. Can you please, qu- um, do you mind referencing the videographer? <laughs> the name is Kevin Tendonitis. <laughs> and he'll do like all these ridiculous ones. And I don't know if anybody's ever like actually changed the post to include it. But that stealing content thing, everybody does it. Everybody does it. Yeah, it seems to be like on a lot of platforms, it's like really like, okay, you can't do it or there'll be a sort of fair use thing where it has to be transformative, right? But on LinkedIn, it's just like, it's just completely ripped. A whole mm. advert, an entire advert will be uploaded there um, or some, somebody's just their work. Or like, look at this amazing thing that this person has done in this third, third world country. And like, oh my God, how amazing is it? I'm going to use it for my 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 following and my growth, yeah. but they're not going to get any of that and all yeah. this sort of stuff. Yeah, it leans into, again, like the inspirational stuff. I think a lot of it's inspirational. And the one, one of them was when this, again, this founder from Manchester was like, I'm going to find the post. In the meantime, um, as we've been chatting, my main man Steve's put up a, uh, a note from um, from his iPhone with, with still at Stephen at the bottom, even though it was in a note still because you obviously have to make sure you remember who wrote it in case you forget today's one is people pleasing will hold your happiness and potential hostage you can't please everyone else total strangers your partner your parents and your colleagues while pleasing yourself at the same time i've kind of read that as pleasuring yourself you can't pleasure all those people being selfish is an act of self-defense self-care and self-preservation i i get it i get it i get it but I, I don't know, man. I just don't think. I don't know. You, you've, you've got. You can't be selfish all the time. That's not the way the world works. I, I think this is part of what, what just what happens with LinkedIn, right? Is like a piece of advice will be taken to the extreme for a reaction, or like one way or another, right? Oh, I don't agree with that, or mm. I really do. But it's always to the extreme. It's never like, well, in this case or this case. It's, but I think that's just what a lot of people use who are like trying to get views and do that well and get engagement. It's just like they'll go with a it's always a certainty like it's like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it's this this is the thing it's never like well it, yeah it could be this and because no one would argue with it and no one would be like mm, wouldn't stir up as much conversation so i think that's obviously something that he's pretty good at but i have found this post right so this may this really made me laugh it's from four months ago i'll read it out now when i was 14 i worked at a takeaway making pizzas and answering the phones I remember one night I sat on a step eating chips with my manager whilst closing up and cleaning the floors. She was just a few years older than me. She was a single mum, making ends meet, had a little girl and not a lot to her name. And I asked her that night, what's her dream? She's 14 at the time. Yeah. Very wise for a 14-year-old. Very wise person. She told me she would love to own a burger van, one that toured the UK, going to festivals and events through the year. When she told me, her face lit up. I made her a promise that when I can, I will buy her that burger van. Now, obviously, she, she's the the founder of a very successful agency. So I'm guessing she's actually bought a van. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a done. picture, the picture that's linked, and it's a picture of a van called Lucky's. So I'll just read through the rest of the post. <laughs> I was 14. 
and I always knew I would succeed. And remembering my mindset as I worked in that takeaway, I look back and can see how I always knew what I could achieve for myself. I haven't made it yet. Not enough to fork out for a burger van. (laughs) (laughs) But I've not forgotten my promise. I'm working hard for that moment and many more. George can afford a van. Oh god! But it's like the whole thing is like, oh, like there's a picture as well, and it's like, oh, let's go. She, you know, I was like, usually this person posts just rubbish, and it's like, I feel really positive about this post, yeah. and then it cuts to that. It was like, fucking. Hell. Unfortunately, she's dead. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, eventually I told her to fuck off oh, and get her own van. God. Um, but yeah, oh, that's uh, amazing, and I think that's just one example of how. <laughs> fucking bullshit links it is but it's it's uh, a humble brag before you've actually done it it's like it's like going (laughs) it's like going i walk past this homeless man every day (laughs) on the way home from work and one day i stopped to him and i said you know what would you really like and he said i'd love some fish and chips and then i went went along my day so the next week i actually came back to him and you'll never guess what I didn't, well, I didn't give him the fish and chips, <laughs> but I'm on my way to, I've got one pound saved up, ready to go. Oh God. You know what? When you started reading that post that, and you said she worked in a takeaway and with the chips, I thought it was actually you. Yeah, I did your... the same thing. I did actually also make pizza and answer phones at one point when maybe I wasn't strong enough for the bags uh, <laughs> when I was on a rest actually day. actually from at Joe Lombardi. Oh, it was me. <laughs> it, it was me. me. I told her to fuck up and get her own van. Oh dear, dear, dear. But hey, <laughs> can you imagine if she'd have got the van? I want to see the post if she would have got the van. No oh, fucking hell, man! Oh, it would have been like a, with a massive check or something. <laughs> One of them things like, outside. There is definitely. I feel like some of that has died down a little bit. The like, uh, look how great I am because there was the. There was the one with the uh, the crying bloke, and then there was another <laughs> one. I can't remember off the top of my head, and it got there was actually almost like a. Uh, like a trend for the the LinkedIn backlash. Suddenly everybody was like, it was like the trend was to like call out the bullshit as if they weren't fucking seeing any of the other 99.9% of posts that are going out on a daily basis. So yeah, it was yeah. cool to be like, look at this guy crying, what an idiot. I mean, he was an idiot, but at the same time, like <laughs> everyone, everybody was saying he was an idiot then. I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it was funny. I was like, I, I think when that actually came out, I was just like, there's other founders I can relate it to. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, maybe even knew him. And uh, yeah, he if he's just like, completely putting it on and it's crocodile tears and it's an idiot but i was like what what if he's being serious and everyone's hounding him and there's this whole like be kind thing and like you know it's a bit of a gray area but yeah i think it it's a difficult one ultimately looking back at it now it's just like if you're going to take a picture of yourself crying and post it on uh, on linkedin you gotta you gotta expect a little bit of backlash like like oh, oh i've just made 40 people redundant oh it's so hard Oh my god, it's such a hard it's really hard to do. But you wait until a picture of him crying ends up on a Nike Air Force One and it's the collab of the year, Jay. <laughs> that every flipping prick's gonna be posting that. <laughs> oh my god, look at this such creative marketing. Yeah, it's so crazy. Have you seen this also it's on this billboard and it's like three D. I don't know if you've seen it yet. <laughs> Fuck it hell. You can put on an AR filter and he can be crying next to you. I think someone did that with the billboard thing. They were like have you seen everybody stopped in their tracks looking at this billboard? And on the photo, everyone's like on their phone. <laughs> We've had an intro in LinkedIn today, right? Which has been good. But I think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there, right? It's episode one. Yeah. If you're watching this, fair play. Thank, thank <laughs> fair God. Play. Thanks, and God Mark. bless you. <laughs> and if you are listening, uh, I will buy you a burger van Monday. And God bless you.
Yes, you can follow our socials, which aren't yet they aren't, <laughs> they aren't yet created. I will overlay here. <laughs> now we're gonna sort out. Thank you very much for for paying any sort of attention. It's, it's gonna it's gonna become something great, baby. One day we might have a podcast arrival. Bartlett himself. We'll get somebody on, and they'll cry. And we will make millions. And we will sell <laughs> Huel like the cash pigs that we are, Joe. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, not sure about Huel. If, if you phone me up, maybe I'll love it. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm actually on Slim Fast at the minute. So, <laughs> you know, maybe they'll hit me up. Uh, it's good stuff. Jolly well, good. Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure. I, I've been freelance. And I've been fucked. <laughs> see you next time.